Welcome back to Rusted Junk, the 80s movies podcast. Do you find yourself wanting to put on a corked hat, fight crocodiles in the outback and then move to New York? How about befriending an alien by dressing him up as a ghost on Halloween? If so, this is the podcast for you. If you remember searching for that perfect film from Blockbuster, and if you grew up in the UK, waiting for that one VHS copy to be turned to the newsagents, then welcome. We'll have fond memories waiting for you. I'm Charlie, and the rest of the Rusted Junk team are Amanda... Joe, you are. and Dom. Hello! And the film we're looking at this time is the 1985 film Clue, based on the popular gay, uh, board game Cluedo, or if you're in the States, Clue. So, yeah, what anyway. What was that? Why was it different? Why? No. Well, we well, invented I... it. We invented did you, it. Did you yeah. really? Yep, in 1947, published by Waddington's, that great... Uh, if you're if you're English, you know all about Waddingtons. Um, yeah, so we did it, and then you took it, and like you do with most things in the states, you take a really good idea and you mangle it into whatever the that is, change the name, drop an O, add a U, or something like that, and and next thing you know, it's it's just not as good as the original thing. But still, but but what is I I still don't understand. I asked this the last time. You call it Cluedo. Hmm. Cluedo. What is what is the doe? It's a deer, a female deer. <laughs> oh, and for regular <laughs> listeners, that's the second the pod in a row that just has been dusted down here. Yeah, but uh, there you go. Oh, I, I'm, <laughs> ju- I'm just typing into my AI counterpart here uh, as to why it was uh, changed from Cluedo to Clue. And sorry, Joe, um, but it was apparently simplification for the American audience. So <laughs> I realise <laughs> well, that's a clever stereotype. It's <laughs> it all. I understand he, that because I've never heard that word before, Cluedo. Well, apparently, um, this is obviously my carefully prepared research rather than just reading off chat GPT here, but Cluedo <laughs> is a play on words, clue and Ludo, where Ludo is Latin for I play. But of course, being classically educated as we all are, we all knew that. I'm just uh, trying to provide an informative service for our listeners. So yeah, um, and whilst <laughs> Ludo is a well-known classic board game in the UK, it's not as familiar to the American public. Is it not? Have you played Ludo? No. no, I don't even know what the word Ludo means until now. Oh, it's just yeah, well, yeah. Again, we're dumb Americans. What do you expect? Not, you... not to be confused with Lido. Yeah, but you, we, you, you, we gave noughts and crosses, and you call it tic tac toe. What the hell is that what about? What the hell is that about? What? It's not. It's literally noughts, noughts and crosses. Crosses. What's tic tac toe mean? There's always been a strong anti-American sentiment in this pod, and it's it's just pretty <laughs> ugly that it's come out in the first 15 seconds. Joe's reeling for anyone not seeing this on YouTube. He's reeling in his chair. <laughs> oh, poor Joe. Yeah, I do know we take on my braces. <laughs> suspenders. Suspenders. Said braces. <laughs> I do know this about tic tac toe. The only winning move is not to play. Oh, right. Okay. Thank you. Well, somebody got, that from, babe? Somebody got the War Games reference. Right, there you go. Oh, it's okay. Right, right, we'll, be so watch, we'll be watching that one day, so... Clue, seriously, I mean... movie. You know, Tic-Tac-Toe yeah. sounds a hell of a lot better than Knots and X's, as that's what it's called. No, that with the... Nat, not, Nats. What? Nats and X's. Noughts, noughts and crosses, like Aquanauts. <laughs> Nuts and crosses. Not spelt that way. You guys are so fancy. Do you play... You drink tea and eat crumpets <laughs> while you're playing 
Monopoly, knots yeah. Knots and crosses, yeah. Knots and crosses. No, nobody, some knots and crosses. Nobody plays knots and crosses apart from prisoners, perhaps in solitary confinement or the <laughs> mentally ill. I mean, why would sit down and play knots and crosses? Maybe if, if you're older than six and you play knots and crosses, I think you need to have a word with yourself. Aww. In this era of smartphones and Fortnite and you know, <laughs> cocaine, why would you sit around doing playing knots and crosses if you had some spare time? That's what I'm not sure. Crack cocaine, knots and crosses on crack cocaine. Well, yeah, I mean, that could get interesting, yeah, or perhaps acid, I don't know. We're supposed to be keeping this PG, aren't we, for goodness sake? Let's, oh, yeah, um, anyway, yeah. Let's I'll, get off the hard drug reference. I think we can still click on it. Acid! <laughs> right, okay. So do, do you call checkers checkers? Oh. Oh, my God, he's talking about drafts. No, drafts. It's drafts. Jesus. <laughs> you, you no, know you play... not Jesus, drafts. <laughs> Joe, you know when you play chess, do you refer to them as horses or knights? Because you know, this could be a deal-breaker at this point. Oh, <laughs> we refer to them as knights. Hey. Yeah. And is it pawns, pawns or prawns? Pawns, yeah, yeah pawns, bishops, <laughs> rooks. Oh, there we go then. Wow. That's all the same. I don't know if they like it. <laughs> Oh, did they make a movie, Chess? Yeah. It's a musical, uh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they made yeah, a, musical, a musical, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, anyway, uh, sorry to interrupt this, like, you know, sort of divide against the uh, the Atlantic, but we have got a podcast to do, so... That's true. Go on, Yeah, man. I know, I forgot all about it. Um, Who's in it? Clue. Uh, right, we've got to name them all. Tim Curry, Eileen Brennan, Christopher Lloyd, Madeline Kahn, Tim Curry, Michael McKean, Martin Mull... Leslie Ann Warren, Colleen Camp, and the others, which we'll get to. So, yeah. Um, Dom, this is your film. This is your The Lucky Dip film. Um, so, why did you pick it? Why did you put it in the hat? Uh, and what are your thoughts uh, around it? Although, yeah. actually, do we ask your thoughts? No, go on then. We usually <laughs> leave it till last, but yeah, go on. I'm not going to score it, but yeah, I'll give you my... So why did I choose this Yeah, we don't score two, it. Two, two reasons. Like all the films I tried to choose this season, it's ones that I think will stimulate a bit of debate and, and hopefully in an interesting way, some difference of opinion. Um, I also chose this one because it's a personal favourite. So, you know, please feel free to shoot it down. And I do, you know, I'm not blind to some of the flaws in the film, but let's get some of the problems out of the way. So critics were not kind to it, and it would be an exaggeration to say that it's achieved a strong cult following... You know, for many, perhaps it goes back to the spirit of the original Rusted Junk podcast in that it is a bit of an overlooked, forgotten, in my opinion, gem. Um, and it comes from a really inauspicious start, you know, a board game, compared to the kind of high concept, high farce of a Weekend at Bernie's. And this is, you know, derivative from a board game. But for that, I, I love it. And I do remember very clearly the first time I ever saw it, it was, I had a little TV, black and white TV in my bedroom and I was watching a film at night and I just switched it on, didn't you know, just as it was starting and started watching it and just loved it for some of the reasons I'll talk about in more detail later. And there's How one scene. Yeah, oh, yeah, it wasn't when it had just came out. So it's being shown on network TV in the UK. So I think I was probably about 13, 14. I'm not going to lie, possibly the maid character in it was something that kept my. ask in. about that. Yeah, uh, raised my let's say raised my curiosity um, at first, but I stuck with it. And by the halfway through the film, I was just. Uh, I was laughing my head off and there's that scene where these without any spoilers a singing telegram just gets shot knocks on the door and i it was it i laughed and laughed and laughed so yeah that, that's how it was for me so 14 year old boy 
Um, probably in the midst of a fever dream watching it, but it really memorable, loved it. And it's now become a family favourite in our house. I've introduced it to my children, who normally turn their nose up at uh, anything that I think was good. Um, but they yeah, they like it. We've seen it several times as a family. So great family film, some brilliant, brilliant cast and some great physical comedy. I think it's uh, yeah, a lovely film for the 1980s that I wanted to share to a wider audience. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, Dom, you get to pick who goes next. Okay. Um I feel bad for for piling on to Joe earlier on in this pod. So Joe, let's 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 I go. I feel to sorry you. for him. It, it, you know, he's got to defend that. himself. Well, you, no, you, I'm you, fine you, with it. You've made that sound like pity. You know, I, I feel like in a spirit of camaraderie <laughs> that we should bring Joe into proceedings. So Joe, my friend, uh, what, what are your thoughts? <laughs> so Dom, my friend, I'll be blunt with this. I think it sucks. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, even when it came out, the problem with this movie i think is that most of these people were probably on the love boat or they were on fantasy island they were mostly tv stars and i think that that's what kept a lot of people from seeing it back in the day including myself because i i saw it on video i mean it, when i would see the commercials like ah that's lenny from laverne and shirley that's uh you know jim from taxi martin mole is basically in any tv show Base, that you could name practically it, it's just a weird cast i think that they could have spent more money to get better actors in it like i don't know if it would ever happen but i would love to see someone like michael kane in it or it just someone that was like a real actor and we really if you want to say like tim curry was the big deal we didn't have the internet back then and i bet you most people didn't know that tim curry was the guy from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know, they just saw him as like a, an English butler. Oh. I don't know. I, I, I just not a huge fan of the, I mean, it's got its moments. I agree. I like the, the part with the singing in Telegram because it's just so goofy and unexpected. So I, I'll give that like a half a point. Okay. Right. Well, Joe, my acquaintance, that's, uh, you know, that's the, the blood truth of the matter. Yeah, we've, 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 you've been downgraded. Yeah. Yeah. I was a friend. Now I'm an acquaintance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's see what we're going to do. I guess I'm an acquaintance. Because yeah. I guess I'm not getting a kidney from you if I need it. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, you, you would not want one of mine. Um, right. Well, Amanda, you know. Yes. The, the spirit and the heartbeat of the pod. Somebody who can be relied upon. Oh, Ooh. God. Let's see. Sucking up to it. He needs, <laughs> needs better scores. Oh, right, I'm interested in your, your opinion. Um, well, um, who are you today? Professor Dom. Professor Dom, today. Um, right, okay. I had not seen this movie before. So I didn't know what it was about. Uh, I thought it was a bit odd that it was based on Cluedo, but I could see that there was a, a kind of storyline to it. So it's, you know... Um, it was Professor Plum in the library with the lead piping, that kind of thing. So um, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought it was very entertaining. Um, I got a little bit lost with all the running round in every room when it was being recapped. Um, I got a little bit lost with the three different endings, to be perfectly honest. But overall, I thought it was a it was an entertaining watch. Um, I I didn't. Well, I did actually get up to go to the loo, but that was about 10 minutes before the end, but only because I was desperate for the loo. 
So I actually paid attention to the movie. So uh, that was a good sign, Dom. Um, so yeah, I thought it was comedic, uh, entertaining, and um, I, I obviously knew some of the actors. Had I watched it in 1985, I probably wouldn't have known the actors. But it's only since kind of like looking back and uh, seeing like other films that they've been in or other um, sort of series that I've recognised who they are. So, um, so yeah, just out of interest, did Tim Curry do this movie before Rocky Horror or after Rocky Horror? Or well after. It was after. Was that yeah. a 70s movie? <laughs> yeah, mid-70s. Oh, uh, okay. Right, cool. Yeah, lovely. Right. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. But this was the same year he did uh, Legend, though, which obviously for... Oh, Legend. We did, yeah, we did earlier in this series. Legend. And, uh, that's pretty yeah. two contrasting characters, the demon. It is really, isn't it, it is. One's a good movie, one isn't. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes. Well said. Jo- yes. Probably opposites right. there, Joe. Opposites. Though, eh? Okay, then. So over to you, Maestro. Uh, yeah, the, the Maestro, you the, have last week. We're, we're, we're climbing the ladder of positivity here. So bring oh, us home, well. Charlie, with a... Well, there's still some way to go. Because when I, if anybody watches on YouTube, we do the YouTube shorts and the way that it was edited and put together, it was like Dom going, oh, great choice, Charlie, and then describing it. And then it cuts to Joe, excellent choice, Charlie. You know, and I was just like thinking, yeah, that's quite a nice thing to put in. That's quite a nice short to put in. Dom, I have to return the favour here. Amazing choice. I, I hadn't seen it. And how have I not seen this film? And I, and I just, honestly, I feel like I'm missing out on years and years and years of repeat watching of something like this. Because this is exactly what I would put on. I I loved it. I, I, I genuinely loved it. I just thought it was... And, and, and the other thing, when you talked about Amanda not walking out like she did 20 minutes before the end of Spinal Tap, we all know what that's, that means... I mentioned to Amy, well, we're going to watch this film. It's, a, it's about Cluedo. It's about a board game. It's murder mystery and all this sort of thing. Do you want to watch it? Oh, yeah, she said. Yeah, 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 fine. Thinking, last 10 minutes. Yeah, she Then on, on the phone. Transfixed. The whole way through. She watched the whole thing. Um, and she actually has given me her score, which That's I will. Right. Yeah, she's okay, given me a score. Can I guess it? I, I can guess it. Later. Yeah, you could... Well, yeah, you can try. Absolutely, you can try and guess it later. But we watched it. We laughed. I think we all laughed. Uh, all of us uh, at times. I think the writing's top notch. I think the gags uh, are. I think the writing is subtle, and it, that makes it more more funny. Uh, everyone plays a good part. I don't. Ha- I, I, honestly, I don't have a single. I don't have a single n- negative thing about it. Do you know what I thought? Sorry to butt in. Have you finished? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have now. Okay. I thought it was written in a very dark humour, English kind of yeah. comedy. Yeah. Um, so if, if you've ever watched uh, Yes Minister or Yes Prime Minister, it had that, Six. that kind of double entendre uh, or double meaning kind of aspect to what they were saying um it, it was just cl- very cleverly written i felt yeah I, I i would agree but look you know i think 
Well, there's been a, a range of views expressed there. And Joe, you know, that's the, one of the reasons I chose it because I knew it would be a film that would stimulate some debate. And I think that makes it more interesting for our listeners and you know, really interested to hear your take on it. But of course, you know, Charles, it's, it fills my heart with joy that you really that you really liked it. Genuinely. It, it's one of those films that I do think um, it's not to everyone's taste, but those who like it do like it. And I just can't believe you and I never sat down and watched this uh, when we... Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I made over no a notes. cheese pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Over, well, over <laughs> cheese, cheese, and then some double cheese. Um, they, I made no notes because I was too busy having with the film. I, I, I just thought. I think it's kind of hard to make notes on it. I don't. I couldn't make notes. No, I, I don't started off making notes, and then I, no. then I was like, uh, I got to the point where, like, Mister Body turns up, and then it's all blackmail in common. I gave up writing then because I thought, oh, I just want to concentrate and see where this is going. I think it's really illustrative that the three of you didn't take notes um, because actually, uh, bear with me when I say this, but I think it's a film that it doesn't actually matter that much about the plot. I mean, you talk about the three endings and we'll get into that. Doesn't really matter. The fact that they're kind of charging around the house slightly randomly at sometimes arguably padding it out a bit doesn't really matter. It's not a story it's a series of kind of set pieces of very sharp writing and you know a lot of physical <clears throat> humor now no, don't get me wrong there are some films that wouldn't work and you'd get frustrated in the absence of a, <clears throat> a plot or a structure or a narrative for, for me this you know pulls it off with some panache and aplomb but again it doesn't for everybody including yourself joe but uh yeah so yeah if we look at this critically is does it hold together is it is it, it's, it's a very short film as well it's one of, it's one of the shortest films that we've uh, reviewed on this pod but again for me that's a strength rather than a weakness absolutely absolutely uh should we watch the trailer yeah yeah we should put the trailer in there somewhere here is the trailer Every person in this room has the perfect motive. Stand back! For murder. What do you mean? Murder. But only one of these suspects is the murderer. Is it the timid Mr. Green? Why are you screaming? Because I'm right out one! Screaming! Or the militant Colonel Mustard? Oh, if I was the killer, I would kill you next. Huh? I said F. Mrs. White, who helped her husband on his way. What's well, a matter of life after death? Now that he's dead, I have a life. Ah! Miss Scarlet, who's helped many men along the way. Practice makes perfect. Huh. Professor Plum, who's looking for a way. I'm looking, I'm looking. Mrs. Peacock. I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, but I am determined to enjoy myself. Or did the butler do it? No. 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 Paramount Pictures invite you to an evening of mystery. Let us in! Let us in! Let us out! Let us out! Murder. This is getting quite serious. And madness. <laughs> in the movie that makes a scene of the crime. Clue. It's not just a game anymore. That trailer makes me think, how did I avoid that? Because if I, if I saw that, and I saw the cast that was in that, I would have just gone, yeah, I need to watch this. I always knew it was around, but I just never watched it. So I need. To, we need to go back. When Don, when you said it was like, you know, the spirit of Rusted Junk, Forgotten 80s Movies, which is now called the 80s Movies Podcast. But if you go back to that spirit, this could have easily been in season one. And I think we would have just had when, you know, it's just me and Amanda 
and we would have just had a whale of a time with this film. Instead, we picked Dross like Prancer, um, but you know, never mind. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good trailer. It's snappy. I'm about to do it, I suppose. Like a crocodile sandwich, snappy to the point. Um, it's great. You well, know, I, I think. I, oh, sorry, on, you go. I was going to say really quick, if this was in season one, I'd probably like it more because oh. this is a forgotten movie. And I feel like now we're tuning into like some of the best movies out there. And that's how I feel. We've listened to listener feedback. We, we've sailed the ship in a, in a different direction. We probably Let's sailed honest, that ship. I, I, I've just <laughs> chosen a personal favourite, haven't I? And uh, I've, I've torpedoed the uh, the previous oh, spirit. Sorry. For those, for those not watching on YouTube, I'm holding up the hat, which has Joe's um, two films in it. And um, all I'll say is, look forward to the end of the podcast when we select it. Because, uh, yeah, that might, be, <laughs> that might be the best bit, even though it's going pretty well so far. Um Right, should we get to roll call then? Yeah. Roll call. Okay, here we go. Roll call. Roll call. Roll call. Uh, I think previously we've done, uh, we have uh, discussed Tim Curry when we did Home Alone 2. Uh, but that for a lot of people might remember him from Home Alone 2 and might enjoy that because it's a film that they put on every year. Um. Although oh, the this... concierge, wasn't he? Yeah, the concierge. Yeah. Love, <laughs> love the scene where his the Grinch is on TV with the smile, and then it cuts to his smile. That's a great, that's a great uh, transition. Love it. But um, the, the, two, the, the two characters aren't that dissimilar, are they? Wadsworth and the guy that he plays in, you know, that over kind of um, preening, sort of, uh, over the top uh, character that he plays here. I, I wonder if that had an element to how he got cast for that film. To be honest. Hmm. Uh, I mean, from a point of view, it's, uh, iconic-wise, he'll always be Frank Converter and he'll always be Rocky Horror. And it's interesting, I went on a sailboat with just t- um, t- 12 people and got shut into a couple that were in that were retired. Um, and they go to Rocky Horror. I mean, she's been to the, the show 10, 12 times. Um, and it was, if you're listening, I did tell you about the podcast, uh, Tom and Tracy. There you go. Shout out. But you know they said tim curry was just incredible and one of the things that he did because obviously he had the stroke in 2012 and he wasn't really the same since and it was just voice acting that he did rather than any sort of you know film acting but he did a fundraiser uh the democrats of course um he did a fundraiser where he did a table read of rocky horror and he was still able to do that and that was last year i think that was no sorry it was 2020 so, you know, I mean, he, he is very few roles, but the roles that he's done, I think, are well-remembered for different reasons. I mean, the other ones are, you've got Annie, which obviously we talked about Legend. Uh, for me, going to shoehorn it in every time, but he was Dr. Petrov in Hunt for Red October. Um, Pennywise in It. Uh, I, I rewatched Loaded Weapon 1, the... The, the send up of Lethal Weapon One, he's, he's very good in that. I just, just the way it is. Muppet Treasure Island and Congo, I think, are the main ones. Nobody remembers Congo, and he's pretty awful in that. Um, but yeah, Tim Curry. So now we've concluded on the 
cast member we're not going to discuss. Shall we? Um, shall we go to some of the ones we oh, are right, going to okay. discuss after your five yeah, minutes? Well, did anyone want to tell me what Eileen Brennan uh, was famous for? She was in Private Benjamin, wasn't she? Very was. good, Amanda. That's that's impressive. amazing. Hmm. Thanks. Yeah, I, I I would have put money on you. You go, uh, who? Yeah, but you got it. Private yeah. Benjamin, definitely. She was also in White Palace with James Spader and Susan Sarand. Um, who? <laughs> don't do that again, Joe. Mm. James Spader, love the Spader. I actually um, was watching The Sting and she was in that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I think I, I, sometimes I just go to the 80s. I don't really go below, but maybe I should get, dip a little bit into the uh, Yeah, maybe you should dip a little 60s. below there, Charlie. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Madeline Kahn. Uh, a lot anyone? of Mel Brooks movies. Yeah. Almost all of them. Uh, Blaze's Saddles is, is particularly good, uh, where she tries to... Uh, she tries to seduce the uh, the new sheriff in town and ends up, after a liaison with him, <laughs> ends up infatuated with him, which is uh, it's great. She's great in Blazing Saddles. Young it's, Frankenstein. She's great in Young Frankenstein. She is. Absolutely. Uh, the Muppet movie, History of the World Part 1, which was one of my earliest films that I think I saw on video. I think it was a double bill with Life of Brian at my uncle's. I don't think my dad knew, but... What, how old would I have been? 81, maybe? So I'm nine years old, watching Life of Brian and History of the World Part 1. Excellent. Can we, can we, uh, well, 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 yeah, in the spirit of getting a word in edgeways here. Okay? Sorry. Uh, and being highly predictable, the, the two things that I like to bring to this pod. We've missed on our Oscar bants on both Eileen Brennan, um, who got Oscar nominated for Private uh, Benjamin, yeah. but also, um, can you believe uh, that Blazing Saddles actually got an Oscar nomination for... Madeline can as well. That wouldn't happen these days. Um, oh, I didn't. I didn't spot that. What for yeah, supporting? Ma- yeah, best supporting actress, Blazing Saddles, lost out to Lee Grant for Shampoo. Um, to be fair, she never really had a chance of winning it, did she? But uh, yeah, and she also was nominated two years previously for Paper Moon, uh, where she lost out to Tatum O'Neill for also for Paper Moon. I, I'll, Paper Moon's a really good movie. Yeah, it is. I've yeah. never seen it. Okay, add that to the list. And hang on, hang on, hang on. Are we doing shout-outs as well? Is, are we at risk of turning it into a 1980s smashy and nicey thing here? Because we have got a new viewer, courtesy of me, a new listener to this pod. So you are all listener. I, I want to give a shout-out to Fran, who I know is uh, listening to this pod on her drive home. So, hi, hello, Fran. Fran. Oh, hi, Fran. Yeah. Hello, Fran. Yeah. If you okay. want a shout-out, get in touch. We we're, we're always, we're always give you a shout-out, definitely. Uh, but especially to new listeners. Some people won't know Smashy and Nicey, though, will they? <laughs> no, and Fran's one of them. She's too young for that. But, uh, yeah, right. by the way. Cultural references again. Charles, Let's regain control of the pod. I've uh, I've derailed it. No, no, no. It's not. It's good. Um, well, I hope you enjoy it, Fran. I hope you come back. <laughs> I hope you were... Uh... Was she listening before? I think she got into it a couple of pods ago. Oh, good. yeah, okay. Well, that, when we, I think this is, this is a great season. This is really good. Um, Madeline Carr, she's also in Betsy's Wedding. Uh, she was in 83 episodes of Cosby Show as Pauline Fox. I don't remember that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember her at all on that. Well, it said Cosby rather than The Cosby Show. And oh, okay. I don't remember it suddenly losing the show bit. Uh, yeah, no, no, now I remember. 
Yeah, after the Cosby show, he came back, I think, for CBS and did Cosby. And he I remember he was poorer, like, because he was rich, a rich doctor in the Cosby show. And Cosby, yeah. he wasn't, you know. So, yeah, that kind of rings a bell now. Hey. Uh, it sounds like something I, I, w- I did like the Cosby show. Um, uh, Christopher Lloyd? Uh, anyone? A- anyone? Uh, and you can't mention Back to the Future? Taxi? Ah. Ch- yep. wh- wh- who- Wait a minute, who is this? Can I just go downstairs and find out who's coming out with these uh, these belters? Uh, st- straight on. Have you? Uh, did you look beforehand or...? Yeah, I've done a bit of research. Ah, right. Okay. I just thought they were coming naturally. Just like, oh, yeah. And I said it about 15 minutes ago, too. You did. (laughs) We can't criticise people for doing research. I mean, that's a bit bit harsh, isn't it? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Joe, what Star Trek film was he in? Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. That's right. Excellent. He was in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He was. He was, wasn't he? Very scary. Very but, scary. That's surely his next best known role after Back to the Future, who framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, Uncle Fester in the Adams family. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I love him in the in the dream team with Michael Keaton. We discussed that when we did Batman, but yeah. Here's here's another of them. Next time we'll do a Peter Boyle film and we'll try and get them all all in one place. Uh one flew over the cookies nest, of course. Um oh, I forgot about that, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, they've made me look like a chump. Yeah, they're all better <laughs> and more prominent roles. So <laughs> just ignore me. I'll just sit here silently having lost my confidence now. <laughs> no, 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 because I need you back for the next bit. Michael okay. McKean, David St. Hubbins himself. Um, Hard to think he, do, he does this role after Spinal Tap. And you oh. just think... Now, I know him from... Oh, here we go. This this might be the trilogy. It might be the three for three that she gets an absolute belter. I've got something in my head. Go for it. Better call Saul. Oh, ah, Chris. right. Okay. Not what I had. He's his but yeah. brother, and he hates him. Chuck because, McGill. Yeah. Yeah, because he hates like the fact that his brother's like in the legal profession, and and he's worked so hard and done it all like the proper way that his brother did like some backstreet qualification Saul basically um, and uh, became a lawyer and he, he he basically wanted to try and I don't know it, it, he was a really weird character but um, a very watchable one oh yeah I think that's as good as Breaking Bad you know um, I think that's a fantastic series Better Call Saul yeah 100% didn't like either anyway. like I said the weird, last time he didn't like them couldn't get into it it's like The Wire what the hell's going on there? See, I've the got better things to good. do with my life. Hmm? The wire was good. Why is but all three of those shows you just mentioned are rubbish? They ain't no Miami they're not Vice. Rubbish. Miami Vice. Yeah. Bloody hell. Well, uh, <laughs> like I'd said, like the last time with Michael McKeon, if you asked the Americans, I would say ninety percent of them would say that they know him from Laverne and Shirley. Really. Right, okay. Yeah, which I was going to... Um, Charles, when, you, when you're doing your edits for the shorts, can you just capture Amanda's bloody hell there? Because there was a lot packed into that bloody hell. That wasn't just being dismissive of your claims that Miami Vice is somehow better than The Wire or Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. That, there was a 
there was years into that bloody hell. So uh, yeah, that's got, that's got a feature in this show. I'm used to that. It's fine. Yeah, but, fine. God, that was poignant. <laughs> I was also going to say that it was funny. It's like every you mentioned a couple of times. It's like and Amanda did not walk up away from this film, or she did not get up and get yeah. away from this film, which is always a good sign. It, it reminds me, like, are you a groundhog? <laughs> you know, or do you get that over there? You know, what Groundhog Day is. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have it over there? No, we we have yours. Oh, we well, Groundhog Day is. Puts a twenty fill. Yeah, it's like if the groundhog sees its shadow, I, I think it's six more weeks of winter, and if it yeah. doesn't, it's uh, an early spring. No idea what you're talking about, Joe. Do you know what no, Groundhog but, Day? Have you not seen Groundhog Day? Uh, spoiler alert! It's in my top ten all-time films. That's oh. how much I love it. It's a ten yeah, out of ten. I, I'm, you know, I'm not ashamed of that. It is a fantastic film. Yeah, I can't believe oh, not seen it. You've never seen it, uh, Amanda. You just you, you with deserve... Bill Murray in it, is it? <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. But do oh, you know listen, what the purpose of the Groundhog is for? Uh, you, des- you deserve a bloody hell here, Amanda. Oh, absolutely. Bill Murray I was say. acting like Bill Murray again. It's Bill Murray. You know he's not my favourite guy. Oh. Yeah, but you've never you never justify why. Oh, it's just him. He just does the same thing all the time. But you laugh at Hugh Grant. There's no depth. All that's all he does. <laughs> he's got you there. I'm not talking about Hugh Grant. I'm to- no, actually, Hugh Grant's a better actor because no, he is. What the hell's going on? <laughs> was Hugh Grant nominated for an Oscar? I no, he may no have been. No. I know Bill Murray was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. American. Little, little impromptu Oscar bants. Right, I'm, I'm with America on this one against Hugh Grant. He dances at the end of Paddington. That's about it. <laughs> that was a good dance. But he was, was in another dance. film as well, though, wasn't he? Not so long ago. Not another film? Wait a minute, he was in more than one. <laughs> Oh no! Where it was um, a really, um, it was a movie that was not true to his normal character. Oh, is a uh, well, Willy Wonka. He's going to play an Oompa Loompa. No, no, no. Oh yeah, that looks awful. That's Never called Wonka, gonna... isn't it? Um, I could think we'll, of another word. We'll, th- we'll think of another name over here. Don't worry. <laughs> um, no, it was a. Richard Curtis film. I love Richard Curtis films. Yes. Uh, No, 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 I don't think it was. I'm going to, I'm just going to research. He plays a posh prime minister. No. (laughs) (laughs) Plays a posh guy going to a wedding. Posh guy going to a funeral. Not that one. I'm going to. Where's the romance in your heart, Charlie? That cold black lump of coal that you've got in your chest. It lightens up at Christmas time. I nearly did a Richard Curtis moment the other day. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to elaborate. I'm just going to leave that tantalising for our it raining? I didn't notice. Oh, please don't mention Andy McDowell in, in any... She is banned from this podcast, as is Tom Hanks, apart from Bachelor Pie. <laughs> Andy McDowell, that is, that's possibly one of the worst scenes in cinema. Top 20 worst scenes ever. Are we talking about Planet of the Apes? Uh, no, worse. Is it raining? I, I didn't notice. I just Poor said that. Left, you know, good law. Good law. I was about to say good God. I've just said it. Did you know Hugh Grant's name is actually Hugh John Mungo Grant? <laughs> As Shakespeare would say, I careth not. Can we? Uh, can we... Wikipedia has said 
It's an English actor. He established himself early in his career as a charming and vulnerable romantic leading man and has since transitioned into a more dramatic character actor. Where did I, I missed that. Where did that happen? Character actor. <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of... What was he promoting at the Oscars where everybody was ragging on him because they felt that he was rude to the interviewer? And it was like a really kind of lame movie. And I think it might have been animated too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, not, I, I literally don't care. Yeah. But, I I, just, it, but we got to pick Bill Murray over him. Absolutely. Sorry. 100%. 100%. Um, back to the roll, <laughs> roll, roll call. It's nice actually that people join us for a bit of a catch up where we just I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, was Hugh, Grant, was Hugh Grant in this movie? How do we get no, to him? It would have been banned. <clears throat> You've lost um, two of your presenters to scrolling through Wikipedia now. I'm just going through Hugh Grant's section here on yeah. libel, libel lawsuits, legal issues, phone yes. hacking expose, <laughs> uh, arrest, and subsequent discredit. God, there's quite, there's quite a lot he's packed in here. Apparently knobbed Liz Hurley, so fair play for that, Hugh. Um, they got, yeah. Then got a, a blue a bluey in the back of the car. <laughs> yeah, wasn't he banging Liz Hurley at that point? And then yeah. he yeah. ended up ho- hooking up with a prostitute. She goes out, she, she's in that dress, as they call it, that dress, the black dress, which is amazing. And I'm like thinking, you you lucky so-and-so. And and next thing you know, he goes hops over to the States and he divine brown. And you're like, what? skank oh look in, in real time we're adding to hugh grant's libel uh section on wikipedia when he sued uh our 80s podcast for, for severe slandering him to, to the listeners yeah <laughs> right, you should I've probably move movie on. That he we're was just in. wikipedia reading right yeah. bringing it back he was in what? the gentleman the gentleman oh, 2019 the generic phoned in performance it was the worst thing about that film anything else anybody got anything else I, I, do you know what? I would actually go for a film he did called Nine Months, where he played somebody that was agitated because his he didn't know what pre- being a father was like while his girlfriend was pregnant. Um, mildly, mildly amusing. He's banned anyway. We're not enough. Hugh Grant, enough. Dom, right. Michael McKean. What's the film I've got in my head? What? Well, not Spinal Tap. Not Spinal Tap. What's the cameo film? Oh, um, yeah. All right. Another top 10. I've got 64 films in my top 10, but yeah. uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Yes. Banger. Do you you believe this car is roadworthy, sir? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, he was in that? He was was the copper, wasn't he? he? Yeah, he was the copper, yeah. I didn't realise that. Uh, Oh, I guess because we talked about that when we did Spinal Tap, and I hadn't realised that he was the copper then either. Yeah. Uh, he has a, a great cameo in Friends where he pre- invents the, uh, it, it, he's just inventing all this food stuff, one called Mocklet. Mocklet. <laughs> Mocklet. And then he, he has that. You're not, a, you're not allergic to fish, are you? Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but he's, it just, he's in a, a show that we, you and I watched, Amanda Breeders. Uh, he played the dad uh, in that. Uh, Martin me? Freeman. Martin Freeman, the two kids. Oh, uh, yes, with the yeah. funny lady, yeah. yes. Uh, Saturday Night Live, Dream On, I used to watch with Brian Benman. I love that show. Uh, for your consideration, I think you said, Joe, and all of that. Anyway, let's move on. Martin Mull. Uh, <laughs> you said that he was uh, the Colonel Mustard. 
you said joe that he's been in a lot of stuff he has i haven't got much for him he played himself in the player which if, if you haven't watched that you need to go and watch the play i keep telling you they haven't watched it by now or a new listener go and watch it mr mom uh mrs doubtfire and stuff he's so boring in everything that he's in but he was so popular back in the the 70s at least hmm. like he, he was in everything for for some reason yeah Toodle pip. I'm so, so Joe, one no. of the, you know, your, your, your feedback is obviously your feedback and your view is your view, but one of the things I, th- I thought I'd just challenge is you didn't, you didn't rate the casts in this, and I know you said they were kind of a bit, a bit more television, but, but some mm-hmm. of the people we've talked about so far, you know, Tim Curry, surely, Madeleine Kahn, Christopher Lloyd, Michael McKean, that's a, that's a pretty strong cast for a, for an obscure film like this. I, I do agree with you that, um, Colonel Mustard character probably does let the side down. He probably is the one that I would suggest maybe was slightly miscast or is a bit underwhelming. But um, no, not so yeah, well. No, I, th- I thought it's more. There were more theatrical performances. It's not. It's not a very cinematic film. This is it. We've seen some really good cinematic films recently, and this is more of a theatrical performance. I think within a very small location of that stately home. You know, ninety nine percent of it's filmed in, in there, isn't it? But uh, I, th- I think the cast are, are excellent. Okay. Right. I, well, I, I kind of disagree. It. I'll looking through it. Eileen Brennan. She's just creepy. I don't like her voice. I don't like her face. I just was never a fan of her. Uh, Madeline Kahn just felt off in this movie. Oh, I don't God. think she should have been in that. Christopher Lloyd. He's okay, but he. It's not like it's the best character he's ever played. Michael McKeon didn't really do anything for me in this movie. Uh, Martin Mull is like vanilla ice cream he's just so plain leslie and warren now can we get well can now could we get to that because yeah miss scarlet right, right. yeah Les, leslie and warren is responsible for part of my sexual awakening oh, my <laughs> God. oh boy Here we go. oh i i i i think that's where i got my thing for like older women is I this don't... the woman in superman in the boots no, that's Sarah Douglas. Oh, she was well, she, one of oh, yours. She's, she's, she's in it as well. She's in it as well. But no, not but, in the film, but yeah. No, she tried out for the part of Lois Lane, and she should have been Lois Lane. Ugh. She was yeah. incredible looking compared to Margot Kidder. Yeah. I would have chosen yeah, yeah. her for sure. Oh, oh, God. Charles, can you imagine if they were both in it then? <laughs> I would have seen... I would have. I would have worn out 15 editions of the uh, VHS. Like, you like Margot Kidder too? No. No, I thought she meant Sarah Douglas. Sarah okay, Douglas and... Know. Yes. Yeah, Sarah Douglas has got a massive thing for. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, Car- it's like Carrie Ann Moss in The Matrix. There's, look, there's a there's a definite path here that you can follow. But, yeah. Dark-haired ladies <sighs> with long boots. That's I, a, I, I saw... That I didn't see her in this... Well... Isn't it? Well, Harry and Moss t- was covered from head to toe in the Matrix. How could you be turned on by her? Because uh, she was dressed in PVC? Maybe? I don't know. I just, uh, maybe that doesn't do anything for me. Okay. Maybe if I knock up, knock up a, a, an outfit from a couple of bin bags, then. She kind of looked like a dude at times. I'm sorry. I, in the, in the, guilty, in the court of... Uh, <laughs> me? The, uh, me? In, yeah. Yes, you're... Is he talking, um, not talking sense? Should we put, put it that way? Anyway, right, I saw yeah, her in a James Woods film called Cop. That's Ooh. where I first, Leslie Ann Warren. Oh, okay. 
And then no, I went I back and I watched it. She looked a bit like Susan Sarandon. Oh, God, no. no. She did. I thought uh, it was no, I can Susan see Sarandon. That, yeah. No. Susan I, Sarandon I before her face was hit with a, a pot or something like that. An iron. Clang. Yeah. <laughs> so Leslie Ann Warren also Oscar nominated in the past for 1982 for Victor Victoria. Victoria. Losing yeah. out to Jessica Lang, who won it for Tootsie. Yeah, yeah, that's my girl. Well, I would if she was in that movie, if she was in in Clue, ten out of ten. Well, well maybe okay. not ten out of ten, but it would have gone up a lot. It would have gone up a Leslie, lot. Leslie Ann Warren started in Mission Impossible, the original series. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and then you've got her in the Bruce Willis Colour of Night, uh, the Limey with Terrence Stamp. Um but anyway, seeing as we're talking on, and you've already mentioned it, Joe. Uh, or was it Dom? Colin Camp. Yeah, well, we talk about having things for actresses, and I might as well pile onto this sexist bandwagon that we've uh, we've hitched ourselves to, because, yeah, and, and in a much less obvious way, we could all sit here and dispute whether or not people dress in leather or PVC. Yeah, anyway, just Colin Camp in this <laughs> film walks around in a very revealing maid's outfit for the whole thing, and when you're an impressionable 14-year-old, as I was when I first saw this, then, my God, it's it's a memorable performance. Do you do you know? I actually uh, read some research about this. She turned up at the audition in that. Yes. Yeah. Well, shortest audition then, yeah. Yeah. Because she can't she can't do the French accent at all, can she? So she didn't uh, you need know. To, did she? No. Yeah, she I'm didn't proud. need to. I'm not proud of this, but yeah, she is lovely in this in this film. What's she look like now? Oh, yeah, I uh, want to know. Yeah. Well, oh, sorry. I had Leslie Ann Warren in my head. She looks great, like a fine wine. She's just great. Colleen Camp. Colleen. Colleen Blimp. Is that fair? Oh, to... is that the is that the photo you sent to the us? Photo on I WhatsApp? said. Yeah. 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 Oh. No, I, put, I put her in Police Academy, which she starred in Police Academy two and four. None of the others. Two and four, uh, and then her yeah, she is time now. Has not been kind. Well, our, our WhatsApp been. group went absolutely scandalous didn't it for a period this this last week there was all sorts of controversial material being shared yeah we i think we hit rock bottom or or new heights depending on your perspective but, <laughs> new um, heights i'd say i think it got me phrased double bagger back into circulation didn't it at one stage <laughs> which Let's means different things there. which means different things apparently ours, ours is a lot more uh applicable uh, joe's american interpretation is uh uh, more, more downstairs, should we say? <laughs> oh, well, yours is double bagger over the head. <laughs> well, that we're here now. <laughs> oh, I, God, I, I, I just all I did was dip my toe into the lake, and then the the shark came out. And, and no, I'm serious. Though, but it, double bag is putting two bags over uh, someone's face. <laughs> no, your country? you put one over your one. You both wear one in case hers blows off. <laughs> Why did you think I mentioned cutting eye holes in them? You know, where, where did you think I was going with that? <clears throat> let's let's just move off this because it could be that we're inciting people to put plastic bags on the head. No, 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 just not doing that. No, no, like um, paper bags. Look, if if Joe starts talking about upper deckers, then we're going to have to use the beep function. I think, aren't we? So okay. let's let's move on. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Okay, uh, Colin Camp, uh, Valley Girl. She was in the uh, Made for Sharon Stone. Uh, Pretty awful, but I still watch it because it's it's good rubbish. Uh, Sliver, uh, she was in Wayne's World, Die Hard with a Vengeance, and 
the worst sequel in the world potentially discuss Speed 2. I watched Sliver, right? I rented that movie when I was about... When, when did that come out? 93. Okay, so I would have been 19. So I rented that when it came out. It was probably like 20 or whatever. From the local wine stores, okay? So this was the, the kind of... Really? Local shop that had some movies to rent, you know... Not your local blockbusters, your anonymous like movie rentals. No, this was, oh, hi, how are you? Yeah, fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I rented Sliver. Oh, my God, I'm not kidding you. I think the guy had kittens behind the counter because I was renting this movie. It was just like he was was a, a Sikh man, and I don't think he expected a girl of 20 to rent this movie from the corner shop. And he was giving me quite severe innuendo talk. And it was really not appropriate, <laughs> we say. It was, yeah. Bit, At 19? Bit weird. Was he not renting it because he went, this movie's dreadful. Do you really want to, are you sure you want to rent it? That's, that's what I would have. Uh... No, he was making comments because I wanted to rent it. Hmm. It turns did, out there's not. Did he ask if he could watch it with you? Uh, you see, don't ever make fun of my country when you guys are renting videos from a wine shop. What the hell? From news that? agents. From a news agents. No, it was like um, it was like a. It was called a wine stores because they could. They were licensed to sell alcohol, but yeah. it wasn't just for we're wine. Not, we're not talking wine merchants here, are we? No, no, we're no, not no. talking fine wine. No, it's like a corner <laughs> shop, basically. <laughs> it's like, hello, love. You want a bottle of wine and some soft porn? Right here. <laughs> Crikey, <laughs> like, wait a minute. What country's he in? <laughs> no, you could buy some, like... Pakistan um, via Wales, I think. You could Can't buy some... City yourself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Moldy mushrooms and Stripping some limp um, oh. And some can of beans. You know, it was like a grocery store. That sold alcohol as well as ice cream. They all they all did. They had a wall Sweets. where there would be what yeah. roughly four four by eight six four six eight and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, we need to count. We need to. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. Let's call it going uh, off on a tangent. Sliver. <laughs> it's it's a, a massive tangent, but yeah, sliver is ridiculously bad, but. Yeah, I've watched it loads of times. But anyway, um, <laughs> you, you know me. You know me. Jeffrey Kramer, the guy that comes in to make the phone call that gets locked in there, is, of course, Hendrix from Jaws and Jaws 2. Of course? Of course. How are we supposed to know? Because you look at him and go, it's <laughs> Hendrix from Jaws. I'm sorry, I haven't seen the movie 400 times. Oh, well, you only see Who's it Who's Hendrix? Who's Hendrix? I don't know who he is. The deputy. Oh, how silly of me. Good Lord. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not it like is a about some time somebody called you out on this, Charlie, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, well put, Joe. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's some obscure character that you pick up on the 16th viewing. <laughs> obscure character. Well, no. well. Um, Jane Wheelvin. <laughs> of course. What film? What other film has she been in? Joyce 3. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She might have been. Um, Don't know. Jane Wheelvin. Uh, she was Joan of Arc in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. 
Oh, she was good. Who yes. was she? Oh, she was the, the tap dancer. She was the tap dancer, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. And Joe, she was in a Star Trek film. Do you wanna do you wanna I didn't know. Oh, I want to guess what she was in. Oh, was she? She wasn't. No, she couldn't have been in the first one. No, uh, she was in the first five, five. I'd say. Pick one of those. Was she little? Yes. Oh, she was little. Well, she's I, she's little in stature. Yeah. Oh, uh, I thought you meant as in child. Oh, no. Uh, I, I'll say. Come on, Joe. Six, because there was a bunch of Klingons. Maybe she was a Klingon or Romulan. I did say, I did say one to five. It was Star Trek Four. She played an alien comms engineer. Wow, that's another obscure thing. (laughs) It is. It is. Sorry. (laughs) How the hell am I supposed to notice? I mean, she must have had like maybe three seconds of screen time. Stay with us. Stay with us, listeners. Stay with us. Yeah, we're uh, right. Come on, right. Chuck. Okay, last two. Howard Hessman, oh, the guy that two. turns up. Uh, the uh, guy, Jehovah's Witness, or the, the religious guy who isn't. Uh, of course he was in, and I'm going to say of course, because I kept kept saying it every time I've talked about it. Uh, one of my favourite TV series in the 80s, Head of the Class. He was also in Police Academy 2, so it joins up that one. And he was also in Spinal Tap, so it joins up Michael Wrong. McKean. Now, he's mostly and- known for... Dr. Johnny Fever in WKRP in Cincinnati. What the hell is that? That's a an American sitcom about a radio station. So in Cincinnati. I would uh, Yeah, so I would invite the other two to attack Joe. Of, of course, it's Why? in WRKP at Cincinnati. Well, I'm just telling you right here. But again, I'm sure if I asked the people in England, it's like, did you know who the sheriff in Jaws was actually okay. oh, clue to? With Jeffrey Those Kramer. The same people. Crazy. I feel like I'm having an out-of-body experience now. We've, we've got that obscure that I, I don't know if I like passed out earlier in the pod and uh, this is all some sort of... Well, let's finish it because I did have Leaving, which is... Uh, oh. They played Mr. Mr. Body. Who? Lead, sing- lead singer of Fear. He was in Flashdance and Streets of Fire. Right, cool. We can move on. Leaving? Damn, streets of Fire. Yeah. <laughs> God. His uh, name's I, I, Leaving? Lee. L W E V I N G. No, that's not real. Joe? What are we talking about? He's the lead singer of a band over there, which I assume you would know, called Fear. I've never heard of him. We're talking about (laughs) Dr. Johnny Fever? No, Mr. Body. Who's Mr. Body? Oh, The guy that was in Clue. This is quality pod, everybody. What what are we talking about? (laughs) I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know. I've never heard of nobody. The man is called Lee. You know, Ving. B-I-N-G. Yeah. No, he, he wasn't Flashdance, that guy, but he was... Finally. Yes. Okay. But yes. He, he was the pimp. He was trying to have sex with the girls, and he was a jerk. Yeah, Flashdance is a terrible film. Anyway. No, it's not. It's awesome. It's a terrible it's film. It's a terrible movie. You see, that's my equivalent movie. to, you know, the, the soft porn that you watch. That's no, my equivalent. But there's no story to it. It was all... Yeah, but there's Jennifer Beals in it. And, and it's mean-spirited. Mm. It's just like, oh, it's grubby. Hmm. Mm. Anyway, Fran, right, Fran, if you're still listening, you're, you're, a, you're a trooper. <laughs> Fran, you picked the worst podcast to, you know, honestly, it gets better now. We'll go back to talking about the film, just for Fran. Can we talk about okay. the film then? And like, yes. there are three All right. different endings. Okay, let's go to the film. Yeah, because it's you can't really talk about the film without giving a lot of things away. But I would say, yeah, let's talk about the endings. Who wants to take the endings? 
We're starting with the ending, Zoe. We are. The, the end has a start. <laughs> well, well, basically, okay. the film's about people getting murdered, and then yeah. they've got to find out who it is. Yes, it's been three, there's been three murders. No, no, six murders. Ooh, that's serious. But that's the problem with this movie, too, is because when you play the game, you can figure out who the murderer is. You can't in this. No, you, you have can't. to wait to the end. Because, I mean, you didn't see, like, oh, we missed this person, went into the kitchen and killed the maid, blah, 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 you know? So I didn't like but that Dom, aspect. But, Tom, if you've watched it many times, have you actually... No, Joe's correct, yeah. He is right. And, um, you know, you can't watch this as a whodunit, you know, so if that's kind of your expectation when you come in to watch the film, then leave that that at the start. It's a comedy, yeah, which is set around the murder mystery theme and tropes. And, um, uh, yeah, but Joe's right. You know, for the the purists, there's no no way of piecing it all together. And, indeed, the various alternate endings are contradictory as well. So there isn't actually a way of kind of figure it out but you know i don't think that matters personally because it's the the journey not the destination that's important there was actually a fourth ending apparently okay Uh, in the novel no in the film oh i i i heard there was a fourth ending but it was only in the novel oh okay maybe there's five can i be controversial can we start at the start with this film you know that's Yeah, call okay. me a stuffy old traditionalist, but that's that's you know just to set the scene for our listeners who haven't seen it. So it starts with the classic murder mystery setups. You've got an old abandoned Gothic mansion on a dark and stormy night with the mist setting in, and you've got various strangers arriving in their cars, pulling up, and we're introduced gradually to the characters. There's, there's, you know that 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 works really well. I think you you kind of straight into it. And the film throughout moves on a fair old lick. There's no well. I'd be a stretch to say there's no padding, but there's it's it's very well directed, very well scripted, I think. And um I, I do like whodunits, I do like murder mysteries mm. as a genre. Just give me a give me a Poirot on a Sunday evening and I'm transported back to being a kid again as uh, Miss Marple? No, come on now, I draw no. the line there, obviously. But um yeah. <laughs> Ezrak? Down, down, down. Yeah, they Channel Island scene. All right, okay. Well, you've once again, second time this pod, I've now been made to like a chump. Now, all right, I don't like all murder mysteries, but I like good murder <laughs> mysteries. Yeah, so but that obviously doesn't hey, quantify that picture, more accurately. I can't oh. picture Dom running home from school to read the latest Miss Marple. <laughs> yeah. Skipping, skipping home. Yeah, <laughs> um, murder she wrote. Right, we're going to fall out, aren't we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, the ones I do like, a bit of Sherlock Holmes, you can't, you know, Basil Rathbone, classic, but Hound of the Baskervilles, good. Poirot, David Suchet, or alternatively, the big 70s, Death on the Nile. I even I even like, what's his face, the new one, um, Kenneth Branagh's ones. I like the first, The Glass Onion. Never watched them. No? Okay. Nope. Well, anyway, I feel like I'm fighting a bit of a low battle here. So let's let's. So anyway, for those of us in small numbers who like murder mysteries, then it it packs it in at the start, um, and then the the jokes I just think start coming. So there's um, and they're, and they're they're quick fire. So there are shades of films a bit like it's not as surreal and as slapstick as like the Naked Gun or Airplane, but that kind of quick quick fire jokes. Yeah. If one doesn't land, there's another one around the corner in a few seconds later. I think um, you know. It's, it's it's a funny film. It's a funny film that's well written. Mm. I quite I, like I, the fact that some of the characters knew each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That added um, a, a mystery as mm. to, oh, actually, you know that person? Why do you know that person? So you're trying to find out a little bit more about the character. 
I think it would work better if it was based in England and there was more English characters. I, I would agree, there. actually, Joe. Yeah. I think it would yeah. work as, a, as an English kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, from a point of view of who was who was up, I know we talked about this and it might be trivia, but it's a good, good idea to introduce it now. The original wasn't Tim Curry that they had in mind. It was actually Leonard Rossiter. Mm-hmm. Um, famous for Rising Damp, for a program called Rising Damp over here, which was massive. Uh, he did martini adverts with um, Joan Collins, which you know were part and parcel of your Christmas, like a John Lewis ad is now. Um, but also in contention was John Cleese and Rowan Atkinson, mm. and all of those would have worked perfectly, all of them. And we and we got to, we get Tim Curry, uh, wonderful. Excellent. You didn't like, get Leonard Rossiter because he died in '84. Yeah. yeah. So. But, yeah, yeah. Like John Cleese could have played uh, Colonel Mustard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying is like they they could have had a British cast and, and yeah. Owen Atkinson could have been in it. I, it would have been much better instead of like these like D-list actors that were in it. D-list. It was an eight million pound budget. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. It would have been a different film if it had, had a bigger budget, you know, more locations, a, a better cast. It's, um, it, I, I do take your point. Sorry, Jane, of course. Dollars, not pounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I take. I. I. I think this. Uh, if it isn't, because I think it does have a bit of a cult following now. I know you said that it didn't, Dom, but I think it does. And now that I've seen it, it definitely should. Um, if I've it, read articles that say, yeah, it does have a, a cult following. It, it bombed at the box office, didn't it? It didn't make much at all. Mm. It was only about $14 million. The review, the reviews aren't kind. The reviews definitely side with, with Joe on this. And um, if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, as I sometimes do for the prep for this pod, then you know a lot of the big ticket, including the likes of Roger Ebert, who had, I rate as a critic, uh, you know, they, don't, they don't give it the time mm. of day, really. Mm. It's a, and it's, it's a bit of a shame, and and I think what hurt it is the three endings, whereby you could go and see the three endings, and it was denoted by an A, a B, or a C, um, and then you could go and watch the different ending. The hope was that people would go and see it three times for the different, the yeah, different I, ones. No, I think uh, perhaps, perhaps you were right. Perhaps we should have started there, Charlie. So I take it back. But um, now, and, and when you watch it on TV, um, you don't get that. So the first time I watched it, it gave you all three, and I thought that was kind of the point. It's not. Um, so I think if it was, if it was a bit more of a cynical money-making exercise where they try and get you to watch the film and pay for it three times, then that's not. On actually, the almost slightly absurd nature of it—the fact that you can have three different endings which were contradictory and didn't particularly—I don't think—stand up to much scrutiny. Um, I, I almost thought that was that was part of the charm of the film. It, 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 you've been on this ride with the characters, you've seen the, the humour, and then they kind of wrap it up in this way. And and yeah, for me that that was a strong point. But I could definitely feel myself being a bit frustrated because it's a short film. And if it's 10 minutes shorter, because you only got one of the endings, then that would uh, leave me feeling a bit short changed, perhaps. Mm. They, they said in an in a article that um, because of the three endings, because you could choose which one you wanted to watch, people ended up not going at all. <laughs> that was good marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think when you talked about the the writing, the writing's really good. I I, I heard a, um, a this is just for you, Dom. I heard a gag today um, 
for, that said the, the best gag from police squad and it was um who are you and how did you get in here he goes i'm a locksmith and i'm a locksmith <laughs> um and that kind of thing i think when you look at this film it's very it's very rapid fire I think it's like one of the lines. I mean, I'm, I'm just reading the the line now, and I know it's mentioned in the trailer, but but the longer version was, um, "Do you miss him? Well, it's a matter of life after death. Now that he's dead, I have a life. But he was his second husband. Your first husband also disappeared, but that was his job. He was an illusionist, but he never reappeared. He wasn't a very good illusionist. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. that's it's just, and it's just things after that, and it's a bit like the airplane thing. If they come along enough times, one might land, another might land, another one doesn't, another one doesn't, and then the next one will. And I think that's why I enjoyed it so much, is because for me, all of them land. It's all. It was just funny. Oh, yeah. And I mean, some of the scenes I just think are hilarious. That bit where poor old Colonel Musk is staggering around saying, I can't take another shock. And then the chandelier crashes down behind him and he clutches his chest. The, the, I think the physical humour is great. There's that classic uh, interaction between Colonel Mustard and Wadsworth when he said, uh, and I've got it in front of me, I can't do the delivery, but Wadsworth, am I right in thinking there's nobody else in this house? Um, no. Then there is somebody else in this house. Oh, Sorry, amazing. I said no meaning yes. No meaning yes. Look, I want a straight answer. <laughs> you know, and it's just uh, goes on like that. Is uh, I, I think it's very, very funny. Yeah. Now, the one line that it got me was to make a long story short, too late. It's funny because <laughs> I I've used that all my life, and I yeah. haven't seen Clue in such a long time. But that's where I got it from from this wow. movie. Okay. There's just so many people that'll say that, like over here, it's like, well, to make a long story short, I got too late. And they're like, what? <laughs> and they're like, people haven't seen Clue, you know, that is, that is a pretty funny line. If you can get communism was a red herring into your daily discourse as well, Joe, then I'll be impressed. That's, that's another one, yeah. <laughs> no one would get that over here. Sorry, we're not that bright. Oh, but you watched Doctor Strange Love, though. So come on, you just, you just get all the. Uh... Anyway, yes. So, I, I mean, it, it is it is frenetic in that way. And then the end where he's running around into different things, I, that was the cherry on top of the, the cake for me because it was just going from one to the other. A, Amy said that she watched when she watched the first 10 minutes, she didn't really know what was going on, what, what was happening and why people were there. But it still enough caught her attention, the fact yeah, but that it, when it did it. kick in, it's funny on bring any level. Bring it to life what she said, because my kids both love it as well. So, how, you know, give us a little bit of how uh, Amy saw the film then. Yeah, because she's uh, basically, she then, I think it's all the jokes might not have landed because some of them might have been a bit too, you know, o- over her head. But she genuinely just, you know, she then she'll laugh and then there'll be the slapstick. There'll be the turning on of the, what he thinks is the light and it's the shower and the things that come along like that. But, it, she just said it just kept my attention all the way through and she was laughing and at the end of it even though she was saying oh yeah i really liked it i was like thinking uh is amanda on the same level is are they are we all are we, are we all kind of liking it here i guess that, you know that does remind me of a scene that's definitely not very child friendly but i'm sure sailed over amy's 
head, which is uh, when they have to get the, the, the cop arrives and they've got to pretend that those corpses are part of the party. And so they're smooching and dancing with them. And there's a the woman on the edge, the window ledge holding them up. That's that's pretty funny. And uh, yeah, <laughs> same. yeah, uh, yeah funny. I'm totally dis- and, and they're very disrespectful to the corpses all the way through, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, the telegram <laughs> woman just gets dumped by the time they're up to number six. They've uh, stopped taking care of them. Yeah, very good. Oh, absolutely. I was thinking, like, again, when Michael McKeon's character was gay, like how that would be accepted now amongst, like, younger audiences. Because they, they kind of, like, you know, made fun of the fact that he was gay. They, he was not accepted. Like, people would, like, distance themselves from him. Like, Christopher Lloyd, like, got up out of the couch once uh, he found out he was gay. Um, and then I think they mentioned it a couple of times and like, they made faces or some kind of innuendos and then, and then right at the end of course the final line in the whole um going is, uh, yeah i'm going home to sleep with my wife <laughs> yeah like the big <laughs> middle finger to the wall yeah that was, uh, that was good yeah absolutely um i did wonder when he was confessing that he was gay in the film that that actually wasn't the reason why he was being blackmailed and then he'd just have confessed that he was gay, but it was well, completely... 80s was a turbulent, turbulent time if you were gay, so yes. Mm. Um, I do like the idea, I, I, I some of the bits of trivia that you, you collected is, you know, that um, the colour of the car is the same, the colour of the car that they have is the same as their playing piece in the game. Uh, the secret passages in there lead to the same rooms as the game. Uh, the floor in the hall is the same as the one in the board game. All the rooms are in the correct order, and they're all wearing different colours to what they are. Miss Scarlet's wearing green, Miss Miss White's wearing black, and so on. So there's little nudges, little nods here and there uh, to the game, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but do you know who was uh, in line to play Miss Scarlet? Uh, head of Leslie Ann Warren. Anyone? I do, yeah. It's Go interesting on. your reaction. Well, it, it, do you mean Carrie Fisher? Yeah, yeah. Carrie Fisher, but she went into uh, drug rehab four, four days before filming started. <laughs> Shocker. Yes, absolutely. Um, did you get the gag about um, Professor Plum? He says he works for the United Nations organization, the World Health Organization branch. No, which stands for you know who. I did like that. That's pretty cool. Uh, There was talk of a remake, by the way. Um, Ryan Reynolds is. It's been in development hell for about the last seven years. Oh, it's twenty twenty one that it was started. No, they first had the thing in twenty sixteen. Okay. Well, again, I'd be on board with that if they got better actors. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess now that I've got a newfound love from this film, I wouldn't want them to touch it. I wouldn't want them to go anywhere near it. Like remaking Jaws. No point. Or Star Wars. <laughs> Who are they going to cast to play Joe. the deputy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's still going. He can do it. Fine. Um, but yeah, I just... Uh, this is just like... I think the flow of the film is, is perfect. I think the, the the characters they introduce are not too many, um, just enough. Uh, you do forget about 
um, Jeffrey Kramer, who's locked in the room with uh, using the phone. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I, d- I don't have a bad word for it. Well, it sounds like we're getting close to reviewing reviews and score time then, eh? I think we are. Can I give Amy's first? Yes. What did she pick? Who wanted to get some... Joe, you said you were going to guess. Oh, ten. Seven and a half. Oh, really? All right, I'm impressed. For sure. Um, Let's go in the order that we... Dom, you go last. Uh, So I think it was you, Joe, next. Yeah. Acquaintance acquaintance Joe, started friend, Hmm. and finished acquaintance. I'd give it a five. Oh, good lord. Wow. Okay. A Joe five. Uh, Toodlepip? Uh, I'm giving it a seven. Ooh, okay. So I could actually watch the movie again. Um, um, and I'd probably want to, to try and make sense of the endings, because I, I got a bit lost with them. Oh, I'd happily watch this again. Right right after this, now that we've talked about it. So, yeah. Uh, for me, um, eight and a half. Oh, just, really? Yeah, loved it. Not perfect, uh, but... This is this is what I had in mind when I first thought about the podcast is that I will watch things like this that I've put off or haven't watched, like Risky Business and things like that, and then look at it and go, wow, it, either it does live up to the hype or if there is any hype or, you know, how they stand up as a film. So nice one, Dom. And your final, your score. Yeah, well, we're keeping it brief on the score. So it's a... Uh much revisited little gem in my opinion and I'm going to give it a solid 9 out of 10 oh yeah, look at that a lot of love here um and some on, on that note uh on that note of positivity we now have to draw for the next podcast which is where we uh, where, where all the goodwill and all the uh, all the smiles the bonmos and camaraderie we've had go right out the window it, it turns out to all out warfare um joe two films left well i know what one of these is so yeah, i'm, no, now, we, we I'm now dreading what the other one is what could be uh, i think i think you might like the other one don't expect don't expect a a huge marked difference between the two i don't know either of them right you do we talked we talked about it no i wasn't in that conversation she uh she was yeah you were anyway right not taped oh wait a minute is this the one taped no oh. so now that's questionable you just no. reached in there and you said is, is no. this the one that's taped no that was a joke it was a joke here we go we're doing Popeye 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 with Robin, with Robin Williams WTF yes Popeye uh, having sat on that for months now, when he told me, I went, are you, uh, uh, what? This I, is I revenge. We, we should play a game and guess how long it will take Amanda to walk out. <laughs> Get up and walk out. Can we do it? We'll have to have a sweepstake in, in the first 10 minutes. I'm going seven. No, look. Well, don't on. tell jo- me. Cause... Joking, joking aside, we've got to sit, you know, we've got to watch these films all the way through. No, he's, I mean, no, he's not doing it. No, wait, wait a minute. He's not doing this because he has some sort of, well, I wanted to put legend out there to have some sort of discussion where some of us think it's good and some of us think it's bad. Is that, is that Even an impression you, of Joe, me, think by it's the way? Bad. Was that me yes, you're doing? Joe, yeah. <laughs> even you don't like it. 
Yeah, I'm not a fan of the movie, but uh, it. <laughs> well, I, I told you guys, it's like you guys told me to watch Cannonball Run 2, and I did. And then it's you guys watch seriously. 10 minutes of it and it's like, this is rubbish. We're this not is watching the revenge. It. This is the revenge. Yes, this is the revenge. Yes. Petty. Petty. But there's still things. I mean, there's interesting trivia on Popeye. Oh, God, there better be. Wow. Who but, plays who plays olive oil? Is it? Oh, it's uh Uda Stubbs. Oh no, the the one from The Shining. Oh yeah. Shirley Duval. Yeah. Oh god. Another looker. Right. Well, that might be this might Weekend at Bernie's was just about an no, hour you, and about I, five dude. minutes. This might be this is no comparison. Podcast. No. Uh, you're right, Joe. There really is no comparison. Uh, this might be the the next podcast, dear listeners. We've been going for one hour twenty on this, so about that. That's about where we'd like it to sit. One hour twenty, one hour thirty. The next podcast might make it to 80, 19 minutes. Popeye it would just, is it would Hamlet. Just be everyone giving Joe Joe loads oh, of on. abuse. Yeah, on, Popeye is, is Hamlet compared to Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Hamlet. Yeah. Hamlet. Come on. That movie sucked oh, my balls. God. <laughs> oh god. Uh Wait, was Popeye to... was Popeye a popular comic strip or cartoon by you guys? Yeah, it was a popular cartoon. It was sort of. Well he ate the spinach and he went there, uh did that and then whacked Bluto. You should be happy. Robin Williams is in the movie. Oh, good. Oh, good. Because you know, I genuinely think Good Morning Vietnam is might be second <laughs> only to Forrest Gump, the most overrated film ever. So, <clears throat> Patch Adams. That's uh, yeah. I know. We might have to do a podcast on celebrities we don't like and the re- their reasons why. It'd be great. We can each bring three. I thought you liked Robin Williams. You don't like him. Yeah, well, I do like him as a comedian. His films, Dead Poets Society. I thought you liked that, Captain, my what? captain. No? Oh, God, no. No, it reminded me of public school. You didn't like it's Aladdin? A... Yeah, and because he was he was playing a comedian in that. It was like... Quick world one according, world according to Garp, you like that, don't you? Yeah, sorry, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, you see, that, this is revenge for making me look stupid at least three or four times. <laughs> no, well, he's no Hugh Grant, and he's certainly no Tom Hanks. Uh, far better than that uh, right dear listeners please tune in to the next one I know we've not given you much of a it might actually be the most entertaining one because I, we, I think would... up, we think up new ways to insult Joe so it's going to have more got two weeks than most your, of... your preconceived ideas of the movie have you actually seen the movie before yes. oh yeah I've seen it oh you have seen it I have yeah I oh. hated it when I saw it first but... have you seen it Dom uh, I've seen, yeah, I think I have, yeah, but it's, yes, I think, I think, I think, so I can't remember it very clearly. I'm going to sit down and watch the whole thing, whether I like it or not. That's the See, professional. I this is seen it. So my suggestion, and I read this online because there are a lot. It's weird. There are a lot of people that do like it. You have to go into it thinking that this is an actual cartoon world, and if you watch it that way, you might be a little bit more amused. Uh, I think the only way I'm going to get through this film is copious amounts of vodka in order well, to help do me that. get to the end. Yeah. Do that? I mean, you might enjoy it. Give it a 10 out of 10 for all we 39% know. on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Come oh, on, good. otherwise we're gonna be doing we're gonna do the double pod, aren't we here? So yeah, all right, okay. All right. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Cheers, thank you very much. Bless You're you. Welcome. Yeah. Um, right, okay. Well, with that in mind, the end of the podcast. Nice and s- sprightly for us in, in that way. But yeah, go watch Clue is uh the consensus from three of us. Um not from Joe. No. So yeah, anyway, uh, until next time, I'm gonna say goodbye. See you. Bye bye. No. I said see you. That's oh. a strong strong finish. <laughs> well done, gang. <laughs> yes. Right. Well done, everyone in there. Toodle pip. Bye. Bye again. Two pip. Oh my god. Live long and prosper. Let's end. Oh, Lord. Let's end this now. Thank <laughs> you.